the radio operator of the spacefaring vessel, LB-01. We were given the mission of broadcasting the serialized gaming podcast, Safe Space, to as many people as we possibly could. If you can hear this message, then clearly it's been a success. If that's the case, then you should know that what you're about to listen to is a tabletop role-playing game where five people roll dice and tell a story of science fiction and survival horror using the Mothership game system by Tuesday Night Games. It was originally formatted for YouTube, but the records have been modified for an optimal audio experience. However, be warned, this is a survival horror podcast, and there may be descriptions of violence, gore, psychological terrors and mental trauma that some listeners may find disturbing. If you're still out there, then make sure you have your stim packs ready and whatever refreshments you may need. I'm starting the data recording playback now. This is Safe Space. Episode 13, audio file name, let's get ready to rumble. Last session, our crew were settled in for their first week of downtime on the mining colony of Cassius Prime. Zam Brazel, intoxicated, found himself doing something that was very much unexpected to everyone. He enjoyed himself. Thanks to the pleasant company of some of the colony workers, he saw him drowning his sorrows in the bar the last call. Despite Jim doing whatever he could, to not enjoy himself, the dice forced him to enjoy himself. <laughs> However, in the bar named Macready's, the atmosphere was less jovial. As security arrived to make sure everything was okay after Wendy laid waste to a group of disgruntled miners. Everything was fine, and the group also ended up boozed up and stumbling back to their quarters. And so, uh, over the first week of their stay, each of the crew busied themselves in their own way while they waited for the Gibbous Incorporated AA service the maintenance people to come and fix their hyperdrive Dr Forrest and Sarah Madigan tried to get a message home but found that the station was having long range communication issues due to unresponsive relays and malfunctioning surface radar dish that may have been sabotaged 
The Doctor also met with the general practitioner on the colony, and not only found a kindred spirit, but was able to spend some time looking through textbooks and sharing knowledge, which helped him deal with some of his recent traumas. At least for now. After her brawl, Wendy went looking for more excitement. Or trouble. She met with Stockton, the miner she had beaten up the night before. She offered him a sandwich and asked him where she could find more fun in a place that seemingly didn't offer much. He was dubious, but told her about an opportunity that sounded very much like a fight club. Blaze Calvin also busied himself with staying fit and spent time in the gym, specifically the boxing gym, and took great delight in taking on any challenger and knocking them on their backsides. This got the attention of someone else in the gym, a fella named Banjo Flanagan. <laughs> ben Flan! <laughs> oh, so Who? we know his first pet and his mother's maiden name. <laughs> Banjo saw how formidable Blaze was between the ropes, and so he told him about an opportunity that sounded very much like a fight club. Meanwhile, as Anne Brazel was concerned about getting off this rock as soon as possible, and was impatiently looking for a way to fix the hyperdrive coils. He did, he did find someone useful, the habitat maintenance engineer known as Fletcher, who not, could not only fix tech, but was also looking for trade. Zam, with Captain Austin, offered him the old tape the crew recovered from the reload station, Echo 237. The, quite frankly, odd tech wizard traded with them for it, and even managed to retrieve the audio message, although what they heard was quite shocking. It was the last recording of Darwin Buchanan, an echelon executive who was aboard the Icarus. He spoke of the project and how someone named Regis may have cut corners to dis- disastrous effect. The message ended with him seemingly taking his own life before a strange and horrific screech blasted from the speakers and then infiltrated its way over the speakers of the entire station. This noise was painful and it also had an adverse effect on Sarah who was with Dr Forrest when this happened and not only suffered a severe trauma from the event but had also sensed that the monstrous ship the Icarus may have heard the sound and announced that that the monstrous ship may now be heading their way not only that but maybe just maybe something else was awoken but we'll have to see what happens there Good ones, Anne. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> if you watched last episode, um, I have to say, <laughs> viewers, listeners, um, Jim was so gutted <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> I was so pleased because it, it just seemed to work perfectly. But this week, we open up on pitch black. And then you hear the sounds of heavy mechanical clanking. Something being shifted about before a hatch opens up. The creak of the hatch happens at the same time that light is illuminated into the space below. Into a dark corridor. And two figures climb down this ladder into this dark corridor. One of them clicks on a flashlight and takes the lead. 
gesturing to the tall figure behind them as the hatch closes behind them. Banjo looks to you, Blaze. Right. Mm. It's this way. Follow me, it's this way. So he's holding the, the light. Blaze, you... Are you sure? Oh, trust me, mate. I know where I'm going. Banjo never gets lost. <laughs> and, yeah, you follow the lead of, uh, of Flanagan. Tiny puppy. <laughs> <laughs> And you met this you met this fella in order to take part in an off the books bit of stress relief in the form of a bare knuckle fight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's another role entirely. As as they're walking through these corridors and and there's just a sound of like heavy boots on metal girding and flooring. Um paint us a picture, Gav. What how is Blaze dressed for such an occasion is what he's about to step into. Uh, I would picture just standard work overalls, like uh, like a boiler suit, but underneath I've got my boxing shorts and um, my hands are bandaged. Oh. Ready, ready for a fight? Oh, I certainly hope so, mate. Uh, I'm looking to um, win a few credits uh, tonight. <laughs> if you're anything like you were in the gym, um, it's a surefire success. You line them up, I'll knock them down. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, earlier that day, you met this figure on the edges of the living complex, which um, you and the rest of the crew have been sort of socialising with and just spending some downtime. And he led you off the thoroughfare and down a maintenance hatch into a bunch of tunnels and vents that ran literally underneath the living complex itself, these maintenance tunnels that run underneath. And uh, and it isn't long before Flanagan brings you to a part of it, uh, just, uh, just around the corner, that opens up. Yellow halogen lights sort of flicker almost like candles, and it set, set, sets a bit of ambience to this setting, as does the 40 or so sort of miners and workers and colony workers that stand around sort of talking, betting, some of them smoking. Um, they're getting ready for what's to come. Um, there's a few, there's a few sort of large metal storage crates, about like they're about four or five sort of feet tall, those, you know, quite, quite large things. Um, some of them are using them as seats or sort of leaning against them. And you get the sense that they're no stranger to these sort of impromptu sort of meetups and off the books sort of like fights um, you see you see some flasks of booze being passed from person to person clearly some kind of homemade booze uh, one of them stands by sort of a, a, like a worker radio like a sort of uh, like a not, not a builder's radio but it's definitely a workman's sort of a radio that they're they're monitoring it just just in case anyone to dro- were to drop by and you see them occasionally like flick the switches and they listen to certain bits um, Banjo, as they approach, you see some people looking at you and nodding their heads. Some of them giving you a shifty look. Um, Banjo says, "Right, uh, stay here, limber up or whatever, whatever it is you you do." And uh, yeah, we'll get rolling in a few minutes. Banjo, <laughs> <laughs> you put a bet on for me. Oh, you want... Yeah, yeah, fine, yeah. I can put a bet on how much you want bet. 5k on Blaze. 5 what? 
Five K. Five. Five. Five grand. I'm to it. I'm spending five grand. <laughs> uh, you've got you've got the you got the cheddar, yeah. Uh, Blaze reaches deep into his pants. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what I wanted here. <laughs> Sorry, Vince. Brings uh, out some cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Do we have cash, or is it just like a credit It's not, it's not like coins and, and, yeah, but, you know. I imagine say, it's like a credit card. Yeah, yeah, if you, if you say you're good for it. Well, if you say you're good for it, mate, then, uh. Let's hope you win, eh? <laughs> I always bet on Blaze. Right. Well, if, if with that in a uh, with that in mind, there's going to be a few people betting on you, I think. Uh, with that in mind, I just got to like, talk to some folk about this before we get going. And as you as you're sort of limbering up, you see sort of Flanagan step over to some other workers and begin discussing the fight. He clearly mentions the pri- the the money at some point because you see some of them sort of go. <laughs> Uh, and it's clearly a number that they're not used to. You know, these are these are these are miners. These are colony workers. They're betting smaller sums. So it's like you think one of them that's talking to Banjo. You, you, you think you recognise from a, like a few nights before. Um, he approaches this guy, and you can see a couple of gestures in your direction. A few nods of the head. Um, he's a big, stocky dude. His, his face looks a little bit swollen. In places, but he's sort of looking at Banjo and then looking at you, and like, um, and then you see the fighting ring for for what, it, if you could term it that. The floor itself has been modified somewhat. There's a sort of like a fifteen by fifteen, well, twenty, probably twenty by twenty uh, square foot has been marked out with like thick black maintenance cables, very makeshift. Um, sort of pipes and cables just on the just on the ground, um, and a couple of like the workers do sort of approach you and start complimenting you on the on your work in the boxing gym and like you know they saw you they saw what you did to a couple of their friends or not not necessarily friends and such. I ignore them. <laughs> and they're like oh, okay, and they walk away. Um. And you see, uh, as Banjo says, like after a while, people are getting a little bit rowdy, and he's like, "Okay, people, all right, everyone, settle down. Right, we got two newbies here with with us tonight, out of towners, if you will. But you know the drill. No names. It's just red corner versus blue corner. Right, in the blue corner." A fellow some of you may have seen putting some of our buddies on their asses in the in the boxing gym. Step forward, my man. And he beckons towards you, Banjo. And you see someone go, hey, hey. And in the red corner. And a figure steps out. Who's, who must have arrived a little bit earlier. Uh, they step forward and enter the opposite corner. And you immediately recognise them. What does Wendy look like? <laughs> she is going to kick your ass. <laughs> yep. Um. So Wendy is still. She's wearing her kind of day wear. 
just overalls. Like, she is not stripped down for this fight. She is, like, just wearing everyday kind of overalls. It did dawn on me that Wendy shaved her head about a week ago, so she's probably a little bit fuzzy now, <laughs> um, which is always a good look. Um, nothing on her hands. Nothing different about her. She could have just literally got up, had her coffee, and come to say good morning to you. Just chill. Wendy! Get out of the ring! I'm waiting for my opponent! And they're, they're all sort of like... Some some of the workers are sort of looking between each other. Sort of like, some of them are like, do they know each other? Stockton sort of... Yeah, 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 that's fine. <laughs> okay, so we've got blue versus red. You all, You've heard the stories of red here. They haven't necessarily been in the gym... But they certainly made a mark and left a few teeth on the floor as well. So it's going to be a bit of a tasty one this evening, I think, ladies and gents. So before we get started, and it's it's dawning on you now, Blaze. <laughs> Normally, we have a few rules around here. We usually say that there's no eye gouging, breaking or damaging of any of anything someone's going to need to do their job. Because usually a lot of us have to work the next day, so we can't be using the, the equipment if someone's broken all our fingers, can we? However, seeing as you two don't work here, feel free to do whatever it takes to win. So, and at this, Stockton sort of sits back and you see a big grin. He's missing a few. <laughs> missing a few, but he's sort of grinning and takes a sip of booze as Flanagan continues. Right, place your creds. And remember, fight always keeps going until someone drops or throws up the sign to give up. Red and blue, we all good with that? Uh, <laughs> Banjo! <laughs> and Banjo, Banjo. Sort of wanders over. Yeah? What is he? What the fuck is this? Well, that's your opponent, isn't it? That's my shipmate. What? Is it? Well, fancy we that. We came on the same ship here. Well, fancy I that. I can't fight her. Well... Do you think she'll fight you? I look over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, 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 mate, there's a lot of money riding on this. You put 5k on yourself. That's before I knew it was Wendy. Well, well, bet's a bet, my friend. <laughs> I've, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen you knock people on their asses. She's not any. She's not people. <laughs> it looks like people to me. She hasn't even got any gym gear on. She's just dressed in her civvies. That's what worries me. <laughs> I look at Stockton, and he's fucked up face. <laughs> and he gives you a wink. <laughs> mm. 
can't look, look, you can't back out now. This is, um, we've put this together, you know. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to do it. Come on, I've got money on you. Hope it wasn't much. Okay, ring Wait, the bell. Wait, 1.5k? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good? Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Look, look at that. Look at that. Solid muscle. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to invade your space. <laughs> Let's just get on with it. <laughs> as, uh, as he goes and back, how many? How many people in the crowd? There's about forty, forty to fifty. It's a decent. Okay. It's a decent little crowd. And uh, there's a couple of like Stockton's goons who are sort of near where you you were. You know, you, you can, Stockton led you in here. Of course, you had a you mm-hmm. had a similar route in. But it was him and his, his buddies. And he was talking about... And he did say something about... Got a good opponent for you. Someone that's going to be a bit of a challenge. you know. But he's confident. He's confident you'll be able to take him down. Um, the other's like... Yeah, so if you do any of that shit that you did on us... You know, this... This could make us a lot of money, you know? Cool. <laughs> and they all just <laughs> it's like and you hear Stockton going what are you trying to fucking talk to her for you don't fucking talk to her <laughs> and he's when, I I can just picture Wendy just stood there staring at Blaze <laughs> okay although <Yeah>. although <laughs> although the fact that Lizzie said how many people are there <laughs> <sighs> Okay. Right then. So, everyone ready? You fighters ready? I'm ready. Oh, she speaks. Right then. Fight. And uh, Banjo quickly sort of gets out of the way like... (laughs) (laughs) And he backs away. And the two of you, as as the crowd like, proper sort of rowdy. Now you're stood there. <laughs> what, what are you doing? We will mind bad boxing for twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wendy. I'm, I'm saying that, I'm trying to say this quietly, mm. just to Wendy, but mm-hmm. the voice can't do that. <laughs> okay, Wendy, let's put on a good show, but we don't need to get real heavy. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we need to stop doing the boxing? You don't need to. <laughs> but please, yes. Method act this whole thing. That's how I get into the space. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Look, look, I'm sorry, I didn't mean you. Whatever your method is, do it. So are you... Are you... More, of a, more of a grabber than a puncher. Anyway. Um... Right. Are you going to fight? It's all cheering you on. I kind of want to kind of go in and maybe you're not wearing much, are you? Have you got hair? Uh, no, not Blake, much. No. It's quite it's quite closely yeah. cropped. Now, and I've been I've, I've, I've to... oiled up as well. Can <laughs> oh, <God>. I <laughs> <laughs> go in and sort of try and kind of go for a headlock, but probably just grab an ear? 
<laughs> it's yeah. the nearest available thing to grab hold of. Ooh, oh, she's grappled me! Okay. <laughs> God, are you trying to do a performance now? <laughs> no, I just want to say something to him. Oh, okay. Before we start. I mean, the the crowd um, are sort of like, mm. so if you're fairly close, you're kind of melee. Kind yeah, of like, yeah, 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 yeah. You can be sizing each other up and. Blaze, why aren't you a marine anymore? What? You want to talk about this now? <laughs> I want to talk about this now. This isn't the right time. Oh, it's the perfect time. Beat his head in. Kick her ass. <laughs> I was discharged. Can I break the grapple? <laughs> I'm gonna get you to make rolls in a minute. Okay, right, but go on. The the DM is allowing this, the warden's allowing this. Go on. Tell me what you did, I'll let you win. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just sort of no, circling so and like padding. Yeah. <laughs> Had him in a headlock and his head just slipped out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you'll let me win, will you? You know, I will. Mm. Um, are you going to say something? Can we do a grapple? Or are you going to attack? A grapple, attack, not a punch. Okay. Well then, because Wendy doesn't necessarily know this is coming. She's waiting for you. To... So I would say make a speed check, both of you. What did you roll? I rolled a 55, which is technically a critical fail. I I did a 31, which is a success. Okay. Um, Take a point of stress, Wendy. And you don't get a chance to react because you're waiting for him to say something. And he launches forward to try and grapple you. It's up to you how you perceive that. But Zam, you, you managed to get a a hold, hold on her. Now, Wendy, I will say this: when, when, uh, when Blaze grabs you, what is a Wendy's instinct? It's slightly to recoil from how oily he is. <laughs> I think that's how we all feel. <laughs> <laughs> but she's. In a cartoon, she'd be winding up her arm, but not punching. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of readiness, but not actually. Okay. But it's a controlled movement rather than an instinctive one. Yeah. Are we? So are we? So you're grappled yet? You you haven't started fighting yet. I don't know quite which way I'm going. It's like there's there's a sort of grapple happening, and people are and waiting for something to kick off. Um, I say to Wendy. I don't want to talk about it. And I uh, leg sweep her. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. Or you know, like yeah, make a combat. Judo. Yeah. <laughs> um, make a combat check. 
and then we'll see if this kicks off. <laughs> Are you adding anything to that? It's a hundred. <laughs> all, three, all three zeros. Yeah. Um, he vi- when he says, I don't want to talk about it, then there is a violent kick to your legs and you are upended and you hit the floor hard and the back of your head cracks against the floor. You take one point of damage mm-hmm. from that. Um, and then we're, we're probably going to have a fight. <laughs> I'd imagine. <laughs> Sorry, Lizzie. The way the fight is going to w- <laughs> the way the fight is going to work is this. I literally set this all up. Yeah. It's my fault. Don't yeah. apologise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, well, this is how, mechanically how it could go. This, the game can go in, in all directions, of course, but just for the people at home and, and you, lovely players. Now, if they were to trade unarmed blows backwards and forwards, they're two marines. They have, if I believe correctly, you have three lines of health. You'd be, yeah. we'd be here for three days, trying to have this fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so instead, it's basically going to be three rounds, and the best of three for each round. So each round is your wound. Don't worry, no one's going to die in this, but they no. may go unconscious. That's what might happen at the end of this. So instead of your health track, it is now just the three. Three wounds. Okay? So, we're going to, depending on how, how it goes, we're going to talk talk out the actions, see who wins and loses, and see what happens. So, round one, <laughs> both roll a combat check. If at any point you want to throw in the towel... Or suggest something else narratively, say so. But otherwise, we're rolling combat. Okay. Wendy, what did you get? 40, which is a success. What did Blaze get? 56 which is a fail which is a fail what what is the so how do you react Wendy you're on the floor Uh, I'm on the floor I am gonna grab him possibly by the shorts as the only kind of non-greasy item um, and maybe in like that arm but with nails you know kind of proper grip and pull him downwards a bit and say to him um, you want to know why I left? No, I just want you to let go. <laughs> you have it. You have an option, Wendy. If you want to, you can. You can say something or hit him before we roll again. Um. Oh, can I, having sort of pulled him down to speak to him, can I just kind of? Flip him down a bit so the side of his head bashes on the floor. Oh, God, yes. She pulls Blaze, bang, to the floor. I'll let you know when you lose that wound, by the way, the, the, the three wounds. So, Blaze, you smacked onto the floor, and people are like, ooh! And yet, it is a ringing, and you're, but you're both sort of lying next to each other on the floor now. 
Um, next check. Roll combat. So is that a wound for me or not yet? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Wendy, what did you get? Ninety-two. <laughs> Blaze, what did you get? Seventy-six. <laughs> So you're both sort of like just stunned for this round. Like you know, Wendy, your your head's still ringing. So it's sort of like oh, after the all oh, the initial all, oh, you're seeing stars for this round. So you don't manage to get another hit in. So no one, no one won or, or lost that one. Give me a combat check. Ooh. PVP. On safe space, people. This is what you're here for. <laughs> Thirteen. Oh. Thirty-two. <laughs> oh, so you got? A, was that a success, Blaze? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Blaze, what do you do? You you get a shot in first. So you do you do manage to hit her because it was a success. So I imagine that you are sort of. What's the first thing you do, Blaze? Um, are we both standing now? You're both on the... Up. Well, you, yeah, you can both groggly. I would imagine that you both sort of groggly got up and sort of blinking. Um, Come on, then. Why'd you leave the Marines? And I gut punch. Oh! <laughs> and as he gut punches, you're, you're sort of ready for it, you, Wendy. So you take the hit, and then what do you do? As he's right, As he came in, he's in your grill now. He's... He's in the dangers. The danger zone. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's just so exciting. Uh, oh, there's that Adam's apple just looking at me, isn't there? I won't be able to tell you anything if you hit that. <laughs> True. Um, but it's just there. As you take away his first wound of the fight, this is going to hurt. What you're going to do is you win the first of three. So what do you punch it or do you punch- Yeah, I'm just punching you in the throat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy oh. didn't go to like boys fighting school. She gets <laughs> gut checked and then immediately I know no Queensbury rules here, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'm a> <laughs> <laughs> so you lost the first wound. Son okay. <laughs> And it's the best of three, so if Wendy wins this one, she could take you out <laughs> on this. As Bla- Blaze is sort of... So it's not first of three, best of three. Best of three, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd, we'd probably be here a lot longer. Although, do you, want cha- do, you want cha- do you want a chance, Gav? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yes. We can have the... I mean... I'm going to throw this open to Jim and PJ. What do you think? First of three or best of three? I just want to watch it for a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> first, yeah. first of three. Go we're, go- we're going to go first of three, and this is going to be pretty. So, this is full on action movie. <laughs> just kicking the crap Pretend out of each other. Random guy in the crowd. Oh, yeah, the party party <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Wendy has 
Won. Won the first round. This first of three. Okay. Combat checks immediately as it, as it kicks off again. Ninety-five. Ninety-five. I'm kind of oscillating wildly. Yeah. Blaze, what did you get? Uh, ninety. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so there's a moment where everyone's, hey, come on then. As you're both, I mean, Blaze, you're probably not doing. <laughs> you're trying to breathe. <laughs> And Wendy, you stop for a moment like, oh, did I hit too hard? Um, and then you sh- shrug that off and do another combat check. I love how my players just want to really attack each other now. Mm-hmm. Wendy? 48. Fail? Um, if I can use my athletics, it's not a fail. But if we're not using athletics, then it is a fail just... 79 fail then I will say no one gets a hit in but when do you get in closer so you're so because you failed the least mm-hmm. I'm just doing this on the fly now people this is yeah, crazy this is carnage <laughs> it, you, you, you're rushing in now so you're you're within eye range which probably means You'll have advantage on the next roll. Okay. Because you're you're moving in. Um, combat checks for both. Remember, if you, depending on what you want to do, tell me what would you, you'd like to add. I mean, I'm just adding hand-to-hand, hand-to-hand. combat hand. checks. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Blazes isn't uh, having a good one if he's if he's adding that because normally that that does him. In the boxing oh, ring. Yeah. Mm. Wendy. Huh. So, that was a 44. Which is a critical success. Oh, God. <laughs> However, Wendy is still doomed. Which means that critical successes become critical failures. Blaze, what did you... What did you roll? 32, success. Haymaker! <laughs> You're going to get her twice. Jesus. You're going to get her twice, which means immediately you'll take off a wound. So when she runs in, are you literally just throwing everything into a punch? Uh, Left hook, uppercut. Oh, you feel your jaw rattle. You lose a wound, Wendy. And all of a sudden the crowd, something. And now you've got a fight on. (laughs) Oh, and Wendy's just there with the biggest smile on her face. Spits up some. You, you taste tooth. copper in your mouth. You taste. Maybe. You want to know? You're going to have to beat it out of me. <laughs> oh, God. This is so exciting. <laughs> For a combat check. Quick, quick, write your backstory yeah. while we're fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. Jim and, Jim and PJ have been messaging each other and are placing bets as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Wendy. 43 success. Success. 41 success. Mm. Oh, the higher success. 
That's with my plus 15 combat thing. So, um, you both clock each other. So, you both you both get a hit in on this one. Um, when do you hit him first? How do you how do you hit him after your... So, I've been like... <clears throat> so, I'm probably going to have to come rushing back in. And maybe I'm just going to try and rugby tackle around the waist. And as the and wind... Push is, him. Yeah, as the wind... As she's... Pushes the, the air out of your lungs, Blaze, and you're forced back, and you hit one of the metal crates like bang, and people are like, hey, like miners are getting out of the way. How do you then react to inflict some damage of your own? Uh, can I kick her feet out? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <Ooh. laughs> he kicks. He kicks Wendy's feet out, and you 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 hit the floor, Wendy. Your face down. And uh, blazes over the top of you. Oh God! Does it taste windy? And uh, another... <laughs> tastes like home. <laughs> Whoever wins this one could win the second second round. Okay, go for it. Sixty-four. Fair blaze. Forty. Success. Yeah. What do you do, Blaze, to take off her second wound? As she's just trying, as she's just starting to get up. I'm staying on the floor and I'm laughing oh, at the moment. God, he's going to kick her while she's down. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. kick her in the stomach. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. <laughs> but at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you do it in that voice, it's okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those thick tree trunk legs move you a couple of feet, Wendy, as he punches you and you skid across the floor. People are like, hey! <laughs> and you, you, did you feel something pop or crack? No, no. But it was a hefty kick as Wendy slowly gets to her feet. Roll your combat checks. Sticking with these dice, even though they're rubbish tonight. <laughs> and I am rewarded with a 73, which sucks. Oh, no. No, it's definitely a 7. What did you get, Gav? 33. <laughs> Blaze Kelvin. How do you end this fight? As Wendy's just starting to get up. She's got, a, she's got a smile on her face. Blood blood over her mouth. Scissor kick Van Damme style. <laughs> <laughs> no shouting from the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Sam! <laughs> there is an opportunity. Can... I didn't expect to make my players feel uncomfortable by beating each other up um, this week, but that's what you watch this show for, people. <laughs> so I know it's a winning a combat check. Is it possible I walk over to her while she's laughing and spitting blood and extend a hand to help her up? Do you want to forego that win? That, yeah. that winning chance? Yeah. Then he doesn't he doesn't take his shot and you know he didn't take it, Wendy. 
as you, as you still feed marine. you're still trying to catch your breath and you knew there was a moment so he he has you gonna keep the fight going though gav uh you're just helping her out yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not fighting you're not fighting no Is Wendy, you hear Blaze say, on your feet. What are you going to do? The crowd Wendy baying gets for blood. to her feet and kind of stands to attention. <laughs> you hear the crowd like, uh, you hear sort of like, real round of like, what the f... This isn't what I... This isn't... You're supposed to... Finish her off! Kick him in the... Balls! (laughs) (laughs) Zam? (laughs) Zam's drunk with the rest of his mates. Kick him! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As, like... these, These group are really surprised. What are you guys doing? And you can see, like, uh, Stockton and his, and his friends and Banjo are like... As soon as I help her up, uh, I surprise, punch her right in... No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, just... Uh, Let's say we forget this and uh, I'll tell you about it over a drink. What the fuck? the fuck is this? You were supposed to fight each other. Yeah, yeah. Stow it, scumbag. Was that, that Banjo? That was that was uh, Stockton. Stockton. Yeah. Um, I got good money when, on when this. You... Hey, guess what? Tag. Pull Stockton into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as this guy stumbles in. And go to walk off. To go and have a drink with Blaze. So you just you you are both going back, just turning your back on this crowd. It's going, hey, hey, and you hear Banjo going. We want that five k. You're not getting that money back. As you disappear, Blaze thinks, "Oh fuck!" But then carries on walking. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you bet on that? I didn't know it was going to be you. You... Okay. <laughs> if I'd known that, I would have... You know. But you didn't bet. No. That's for fools. <laughs> yeah, like a couple of cowboys off into the sun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As you, walk, as you walk off and... There's a couple. There, there's a few. You're still kind of naked and slightly bloody. Yeah. Or you know, a little glistening. Yeah. yeah, glistening. <laughs> Wendy's got a bloody mouth. As you head off, probably taking one of the workers' torches so you can find your way back. Some of them just giving you a nasty look as you walk off. As you uh, begin to walk off, you hear on the radio like. There seems to be a buzzing, almost like a mobile phone.
phone getting you know that sort of did it did it did it did it you know that sort of buzzing that it does when it gets an incoming message it just gets louder and louder and louder for all of a sudden a high-pitched shriek comes through this radio and it echoes behind you so much so you know it's pretty loud it doesn't it doesn't make you hold your you're far enough away that it doesn't hurt your ears but you do hear a lot of people going ah fuck it's this it's a crazy noise and also you kind of it's strange because even though it echoes through these corridors it feels like you can hear it further ahead as well a little bit before you hear like a crackle and a pop and something goes like there's a small bang behind from where you where you came and people going oh for fuck's sake um as their radio dies but it was just very strange and then it all goes quiet again it was a strange... I hate modern music <laughs> that was some good work there you got a good lucky yeah that's a bad yourself I saw what you did in the bar. Yeah, they just made me mad in the bar. They were just, oh, they you know, there. You vaguely think you hear some 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 noise as if something was knocked over, just ahead of you. Flashlight, point at it. As you see, as you. Point the flashlight down the corridor. You see a little. There's a flash of something. Something moves. Just disappears around the corner. You see that? Yeah. Suddenly, I'm. Yeah. We're carrying on. <laughs> Where's the hatch? Whether you have the corridor right ahead of you, mm-hmm. and you have to walk down it, the thing disappeared like about thirty feet ahead. It went ran, went round the corner, so you have to walk past where it went in. What are we doing? We're big slabs of meat. <laughs> Whatever it is, we can take it on. Both make a. No, no need to <laughs> both make a, both make a fear save. And I only asked that because the way you both reacted. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the players reacting, not the yeah. characters. Hey, she's back. Success, Wendy? 40 success. Yeah. Uh, 94. Failed. <laughs> you go first, Wendy. <laughs> okay. So you just get um, one stress for that, Blaze. And you... Uh, you slowly step forward down this corridor. I will go first. Yeah. Thank you. And as you get to the intersection point, the sort of the T junction where this thing went went down. You look down there's nothing there. And the path ahead of you is quite clear. Cool. You do see there's a little bit on the wall on the corridor where it went down, there seems to be another bit of graffiti of some kind. Can we figure out what it says or do you want to shine a are you, are you shining your torch down there 
Yeah, I mean, the docs seem interested in this stuff. Um, how long are you lingering on it? You just just so you can read it enough. Two seconds. Two seconds. Um, I'm going to make a roll. See which. Um, it says this planet doesn't want us. Yeah. What planet does? <laughs> exactly. Come on. And you head back. <laughs> head back to the main thoroughfare. They are miming everything this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Marine Way. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, um, up above on the main thoroughfare, um, Doc Forest. And you probably wondered, wondered, folks, when it all kicked off at the end of the last session, why aren't you asking for checks? Because I knew this we were going to cut back and then lead up to this point. Now, the two Marines walked away from the noise so they didn't hear it as well. But as soon as that noise goes over the airwaves, for want of a better term, Zam and Doc, could you make me a... Which check is it? I think it's a... Uh, a fear. No, a sanity save, please. God. Eighty-nine. Fail? Okay. Doc, Sixty-nine, what? fail. Okay. Um, with this one, could you both roll me a, a panic check, please? Like we have to get higher than our stress. You have we? to get... Yeah, for panic checks, you have to get higher than the number that you currently have. Oof, that's good then I got a 15 also got a 15 currently on 9 for stress so you do not you do One not six. panic but there's something about that noise and everything recently I mean Zan was right there it's understandable that he has this check at that point because he was right there when it all kicked off but Doc you shake it off and there's the the girl in front of you just sobbing and she's still got she's she's not still bleeding it's almost like you know there was there's burst blood vessels and there is the remnants of, of blood from her nose and her ears and her mouth. But she's, apart from being absolutely traumatised and scared to death, um, she's she seems in decent health. She doesn't seem like anything's changed. Oh, God, what do we... Oh, God. Doctor, what's it mean? What are we going to do? First thing we need to do is get you back to your room. And you can see people, sort of, some people are walking around like they were... And they're starting to notice some of the workers just heading to and fro. They're not going to approach, but you see, you notice people. Some, some people are noticing. Okay, okay. She seems a little shaky on her feet, but what do you do? I'll basically escort her back to her the quarters she's staying in. Make sure she's okay, and and basically get her to try and get some rest. Yeah. And, and she sees herself. In. She's, you know, she cleans herself up, and she, she almost starts crying again. When she goes, "Oh God, oh, what happened? Oh God!" It'll, it'll be okay, Sarah. I need you to stay here for the moment. I'm going to go and find the captain. Okay. She needs to know what's happening. Okay, okay. You're not gonna, you're going to be back, there, yeah? Yes. Okay, okay. She tries to pour herself like a drink of water from the tap. 
I get it for her. <laughs> yeah. Anyone comes to your door and it isn't me, Blaze, Wendy, or just us, don't let them in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 and then I'll go and try and find the captain. Uh, and you head out, and uh, we cut to um, back with the captain and Zam. The captain's um, further on. Um, Fletcher, he's obviously backed up the disc. He's wiped the old one, and like he he's moved on from the whole thing. He, he kind of wants you out of his his maintenance workshop as soon as possible, but he's giving you a small. Small memory drive, just with that audio file on. So, um, and the the captain sort of still a little, little bit shook up as you head out. Don't like the sound of that, Captain. What in the Sam hell was that, Sam? My ears are still ringing. Uh, that's the kind of crap that we discovered on Icarus. What loud noises? Jesus! Half human, half robot messes trying to kill us. It was well, a good time. <laughs> Zam, nothing you have said to me today has made any sense at all, darling. So we need to find the others as soon as possible. We need to. There was some pretty bad shit on that message. We need to talk about this. We need to. We need to find, find the others. How are you yeah, so calm I mean, about this, Zaham? Because I mean, we've been through this a lot. We just heard a man. <sighs> Shoot himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's up there with all the other messed up stuff I've seen so far. God. Okay, well, let's just head back and see if we can find any of the others. See if they're see if they're in the rooms. I guess. I mean, there's a good chance we'll find Wendy or Blaze down by that gym, but Doc, we'll just have to, we'll just have to see. Um, hey, he'll be in a bar. Fair assumption. <laughs> um, and there's a they they head back. You do hear um, as you're leaving, like there there are as you leave the sort of maintenance department. There are people you, you do notice Sam, um, and the captain's not really talkative at this point. You can hear some people complaining to the maintenance department that that some things are going missing. they some of their stocks and their just their food and it's just their toiletries and stuff and and there, there are sort of complaints coming in you you get get a sense that after the first few days of like oh this is a nice place to stay all of the truth is sort of coming out you know what i mean there's the this place isn't as shiny and new as that as they like to think it is um but eventually i'm feeling about this place it, well it's a it's a mining colony zam it's just a are you hearing these people? Yeah, I've, I've, well, whenever I've stopped to eat some of that stuff they call food, it's uh, 
There's a lot of people complaining around here. There's loads of shit going on, Sam. I don't know what with the communications and some of the shit on the walls I see. It's this, this is how it starts, Captain. It's going to be wall-to-wall hell, I'm telling you. What are you talking? You what? Like a? You think they're all going to go crazy? This is just. Uh, have we there already? Oh yeah. Well, I just need to talk to someone that maybe can make sense of all this. We got to find the doc as soon as possible. Doc, where do they find you? They're um, heading. They're heading back to sort of the habitat area. Are you there, or, or do they find you a bit later? Just. <laughs> No, I think he's Jim Beam. (laughs) No, yeah, he's because he's been trying to find the captain. Has no idea where she is, but so he'd be in the main. So you kind of bump into each other at some point, probably. Yeah, Yeah. and you see, um, as they approach, there's no hey, Doc, fancy seeing you here. The captain looks spooked by something. Uh, How does Zam look? Tired, fed up. (laughs) He looks like Zan. Concerned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doc, how do you look? Worried. Hey, Doc. Uh, um, have you seen the others? We need to um, all get together and have... Well, we got something that we need to talk about. Yes, we do. Um, he, he looks around and then just... The Icarus is coming. What? That noise, I, I have no idea what it was or, or where it started, but it had an effect on Sarah. What, she was... What, what do you mean effect? And you see Captain's like looking at Zam. Zam's going to nudge the Captain and just go, see, told you. <laughs> she fell to the floor. It was causing her physical pain she started to bleed and was screaming about it it's coming oh my god is, the, is she okay i think it would she's fine shaken up she's been through a lot but i think that was some kind of beacon we can't fight that thing we need to get everyone off this planet What the hell is going on? Uh, We just... Well... Zam, you, you, you tell him I don't know quite where to start with what we found. Now, you remember that uh, cartridge that uh, Dick found? On the relay station. On the uh, relay station, yeah. You see the cat, when you say say uh... Dick's name, the captain's like, oh shit. Yeah, we maybe managed to find someone who could uh, play what was on there, and uh, you might have heard the tail end of it, so to speak. Basically, you know, some guy shooting himself because he can't take the pressure. I don't think they heard that, Sam. What do you mean he can't take the... It sounds like that that awful noise that we heard. 
It must have right. played it on the... How is that even possible? Basically, you know all those nice people we met on the Icarus? It was that. Well, I certainly look forward to meeting them again. Yeah, I've been uh, explaining to the captain here what a fun time we had. Yes, on this occasion, Jane, I'm afraid Sam is 100% correct. Yeah, I know. I hate it when he is, but... Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I heard it for myself. And uh, look, there's some things that... I mean, it happens so rarely, Sam, to be fair. Don't get too ahead of yourself. I'm going to need to get Benice back. Yes, that your welder will really help you fight a whole fucking spaceship. It's better than what we got now. Look, we need to find the others... We need to sit down somewhere real quiet and talk about this. We can't just talk about it. And you can see she's a... We need to figure out a plan. Where do you think they'll be? Uh, Blaze likes to go to the gym. Well, I guess we'll try, try there. And Captain Austin turns... And begins to walk off and that's where we're going to take our break hey everybody Vince here game warden and general mischief maker when it comes to the safe space show just wanted to say we hope you're enjoying the show so far and if you want to find out more about the other podcasts and general news that we have on the, this network then why don't you follow us on social media on Twitter, we're at LawbreakerPod, and you can follow us on Instagram at LawbreakerRadio. Just to be clear, that's L-O-R-E, Breaker Radio. But follow us there. We'll be sure to follow back and interact with the community and let you know a bit more about what's upcoming on the Lawbreaker Radio network. But uh, I think without further ado, enough of me. Let's get back to the show. And welcome back. So, fast forward a little bit. The crew met up and have reconvened. In somewhere, probably a little bit more. They're trying to get a bit of privacy. Um, where do you think everyone would, would go? And this is just the main crew right now. It's just the, the five crew. Captain's quarters. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit cramped in there, in her <laughs> habitat. That's almost you, funnier. You've almost got like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Damn, quit nudging me. <laughs> yeah. Get your elbow out of my sight. <laughs> well, I mean, you could meet up in the, in the habitat area if you want. You could head back there. It will be a bit of a tight squeeze, but it probably won't be um, five people in a train toilet. Um I'm greased up. I could just I could don't. <laughs> and and and, cer- and certainly, <laughs> and certainly, that did not go unnoticed. That Wendy's mouth, Wendy's gums are a little bit red. And bla- <laughs> blazes. <laughs> blazes. Adam's apple is the stuffy <laughs> potato. <laughs> Swollen. Um, because trained medical professional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What the fuck happened? I don't care. Oh, <laughs> so basically, 
you he can, started it. You can. Um, <laughs> the captain takes you back to like her living quarters. It's very simple, much like the rest of your rooms. They're all very simple. There's only just enough. There's a there's a couple of seats. Um, a couple of you might have to sit on the bed. Um, and she pulls up a, a chair and stacks up a couple of her storage crates and sits on sits on them. And uh, essentially, we get up to speed. There, the, there is talk about what happened, and for the, this is for the first time, Wendy and Blaze, you have heard of what happened with that data tape, and then the ongoing noise, which you heard, you remember hearing. But what all of the, the fuck, all oh. of that is, uh, we're all caught up, so we don't have to go through all that again. And uh, and there is naturally a sense of of worry the atmosphere of tension in the room as Captain Austin's like so we're pretty much in the shit again and uh, the way I see it if that if like the dark says that this ship is on its way and I'm, I'm just trying to find the silver lining in in a shit cloud, people. But we got time. As you know, it took us this thing's about a month or so away, at best. I managed to outrun it with Susie. You see how big that thing is. Last I saw, it was heading in another direction, so it's got to turn around and come this way. Permission to speak. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. We did leave some surprises for it as well. Exactly. So if if it follows our trail here, then uh, well, it's certainly going to have a few things to chew on. Didn't it have a, a hyperdrive? Meaning it could uh, get there quicker. Well, I don't think it's going to use that. The hyperdrive is usually only fully activated when you're heading through a hyperdrive gate. So it's for long distances. If it uses that thing, it's going to overshoot us back weeks and months and years, maybe. Captain, we don't know what we're dealing with. That ship somehow it's almost alive in, in some way. We don't know its capabilities. We don't know how much time we have. Doc, I'm just trying to deal with what I know. And I'm just dealing with distances here. I'm looking I'm looking for whatever I can. I think Because right now I can tell you, our ship does not have a hyperdrive. There ain't enough to get all we won't be able to get off this planet if we don't start moving quickly and start thinking. There must be other ships on this planet. I mean, there's those uh, vessels that shuttle people to and from that we saw that were parked in that, that bay. They're, they're smaller than, than Susie, but... So when we landed, Wendy definitely kind of cased the joint, that like looked at the whole yeah. kind of spaceport bit yeah when the, when the ship seen was anything landing, yeah useful when the ship was when the ship landed when the o'brien landed 
and certainly um, when you were pick, picked up and like, on and, the bus and, and Bex said a bit about it as well that there were some ships further um, just kind of near but they had hyperdrives they're smaller ships they're not they're not meant for head- I mean the O'Brien is essentially a tanker in space do you know what I mean it is like it's just heavy duty haulage these ones are more for shepherding people around they're smaller ships um, and you could probably she, she wasn't clear on how many people you could get to a vessel but they're certainly built for when people are going home and going to and from shuttling back backwards and forwards to your home sector so there there is there was like a, a bay that had a bunch of these ships um, and the captain would tell you that these ships would be quicker because they're not carrying all they're not I mean, the Susan O'Brien is a massive vessel. But she does... One one important thing that she does say is you have a bunch of people in cryopods on the Susan O'Brien. You have three people currently there. And one of the issues that you had initially since taking on your three new... You know, the people you saved from the Icarus. The O'Brien does not have enough cryopods for all of the humans... You know, including those people, in order to for people to go to sleep and go through hyperdrive, the hypergate. And everyone knows that if you if a human goes through the hypergate, you know, if everyone else went to sleep, went in the cryopods, and someone stayed awake to try and pilot the ship through this two week journey through the hyperjump, it's not good. It's it it messes with your mind. Um, catastrophic things have happened. Some people just completely lose their marbles completely. Um, because the human brain isn't meant for that. That is why normally ships have androids and synthetics, because they don't have to sleep, so they can stay awake. And normally they they're they're awake. And even androids see we- see and hear weird things sometimes. They experience strange glitches. But they are, but especially the amalgamated interest ones, they've been built up with a tolerance to be able to do that. But for instance, Dick Sloan, he was always there. When you went, when you took the initial voyage, they set everything up, went to sleep, and Dick made sure that everyone got to where they needed to be. Um, and that's an issue that the captain brings up. That she doesn't. You, you've got other crew, the other people of Beta Shift, as well as a, a, a person that wasn't part of the original crew. The little stowaway that the sh- ship had is still still safely on the ship. They're all still safely there and they're just sleeping on the Susan O'Brien but she does bring up we've got that as well not thinking of us captain I'm thinking of the people who are working and living here we need they need a way to escape we can't be that for them I know that we need them to get their communications fixed to call for help and I think Sarah may have I don't understand it but she may oh where the Icarus is it clearly had some kind of contact with her when when that noise happened and you don't think she's infected do you doc i don't think 
Biologically, no. But the other two. Yeah, we, we, we need to find them as well. Do you think this happened to them as well? I wouldn't be surprised. I hear what you're saying, Dark. Um, these these people are in danger here. We can't leave an entire planet. This whole colony to just... Well, I don't know what the hell is going to happen if that thing gets here. Everyone will die. Okay, so let's deal with the basics. That will be what happens if everyone, if that ship gets here. Everyone will die because of something we led to them. Then we've got to think smart. Because right now, even knowing what we know, I don't know if you people have noticed, but we get some funny looks from the locals around here. Yes, I think that's Sam's shirt. Yeah, they're not... They're... <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that sometime. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with this shirt. <laughs> Matter of opinion. But, um... But look, they, they don't trust us anyway, so how... Even with this message... I, I mean, I don't want to hear that thing ever again, but even with that, how are we going to convince anyone of any of this... They're going to lock us up in the security... But we're going to be shipped home in a... That guy Fletch, you reckon he could maybe uh, find a way to reverse that sound? Maybe use it against the Icarus? Well, I mean, he seemed... He's a, he was a weird little guy. I mean, uh, maybe he could, but... Even if, even if the girl knows where this thing is, how do we know where to point the signal? How do we know to get the signal out there? We can't, we can't get anything off this planet. Apart from little shuttle ships. Shuttle ships. It's only, it's only if you get, it's short range at best, and the, the communications. Blaze, Wendy, what? Please. Well, Help us out. I'm taking some issue with this this idea that we led them here. Everything that we have been, every place that we have been, we have been told to go. So if this place gets vaporized by fucking cruise ships, it's not on my head. It's oh. on the to-do list of some guy in a suit. It's the company men. I mean, that doesn't help with the immediate, you know, we're all going to yeah, die. We're all going to die That's and everything, true. yeah, everything's yeah. going to go. So. You never think it will weigh heavy, but trust me. So you're saying it was when you played that tape that sent out a beacon and brought him here? Well, it sent out that sound that went all the way across the station. I don't know. And Sarah said it it heard. I don't. So if you were to play it again, but somewhere else, would it hear it again? Yeah, we could broadcast it from one of those shuttle ships and just send it on automatic. Like a little rabbit. 
being chased by a massive alien infested spaceship. And you see like the captain sort of thinking about this. Holy shit. That might work. We've got a backup of it. We'd need to make sure it can't be played again here as well. I never want to hear that fucking thing as long as I I live, Doc. Um, but you said the original was left with this little Fletch man. I, th- I think he deleted it. I th- you, saw, you saw him delete it, didn't you, Zam? He was... Um, yeah, he yeah. pretty much broke everything up. Yeah, he's one of those retro tech tech nerds. You know, the figures out all those little uh, video gaming gadget things and yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we picked, we had, we traded something pretty. Well, Zam, show him what, show him what we got. Show you the portable computer terminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looks like a piece of shit, but I, I think it might do okay. Um, what it, when we figure out how to use it, when to use it, and if it will work. Um. Okay. Okay. So. Let me get this right. Let me get this right. You're suggesting... Do we, Doc, did you want to get rid of the original or do you want us to make a backup of the backup? Because we, no. this this message, I want to say to you, Doc, this message, this ain't just some shitty noise that drove... that's making life difficult. It's... It's proof. It's got some dirt on uh, on someone we don't like. It's everyone in your case, Sam. He <laughs> said we, not just me. <laughs> if can we, we can extract, look, perhaps if we can separate the final noise from the rest of the message. Yeah. We can have two... Oh god, it means we gotta talk to that funny little fella again. See if he knows how to get his hand on some uh, explosives. We'll be trapped the shuttle. Why the exactly? Why, why the hell do you want it? God damn it, Blaze! You walked on here with a goddamn gun, and now you want to? He's right, Captain. If we have a chance to destroy the Icarus. Okay. Rabbit runs. Dog chases rabbit. Rabbit explodes in dog's mouth. It's a classic story. Okay. Tale as old as time. I mean, I worry about the books that you were read when you were a child, Blaze, but uh, we'll talk about it another time. Um, I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) So if we... So, say we can manage to do this. Say we can separate that signal. Then what? I mean, I, I am a babe in the woods here. I, I'm a pilot of a ship. I can fly. I can fly through a gnat's asshole. But when it comes to all of this shit and setting up distractions for potentially some fucking weird leviathan in the sky, I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to need some help here, people. So what do we, we do can... once we got that? We just need to get the Icarus away from here. That's priority one. If we can destroy it as well, so much the better. But that has to be our our goal right now, surely. 
Oh, we also want to uh, fix our ship so we can get the hell out of here. Well, if, and this is a this is a crazy if, sometimes I think I'm still in a cryopod and this is all, I'm going to wake up from this. But if we can send this thing off and it follows it, that might buy us the time we need to fix our ship. Maybe get a few extra cryopods in as well. Zam, do you think you, um, oh, that's not a bad idea, do you think, I mean, you'll be a tight squeeze, but do you think you can, I don't know, fix up a few extra cryopods into the Susie if we can get it working? Yeah, I reckon we could, yeah. Okay. Okay, so we'll have to think about how many we need and how on earth we are going to get cryopods one of their ships into our ship and also steal one of their ships send it off into space and if, I feel like we should maybe try asking nicely there are people on this colony who we've befriended Bex would be uh, good to speak to which one's Bex again? Is she the one you offended when we first arrived? Yeah, but, uh, you know... The nice girl that you have treated like a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Let's not lay it on too thick, you know. I'll just call it like I see it, Zam. She was the one who uh, told me about Fletch. Oh. I've also built a rapport with the colony doctor, and surely his word must carry some weight around here. Well, we can, we can, we can, but try. Um, Wendy, Blaze, any, anything else we can try? I mean, the head of security seems to kind of take to me a little, maybe, but we might just have lost some friends at the more um, manual labor end of the scale. But it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I see. Okay. Um, my only my only thought is, this sounds like quite a um, a crazy idea and a crazy plan. And if you were any potential security, would you would you allow this? I take that striking endorsement as a no. If I hadn't, if if I'd never seen the thing, we have we have Sarah and we have Roy and we have Quilliam. Best name ever. And us, the crew, we saw it. We can play in the first half of that tape. Yeah. All we're asking, we're not we're not sending them to war. We're just asking them for a ship and a tape and a big ton of explosives. I but th- it's a mining place. They have I tons th- of explosives. I think we might want to... The explosives, I don't think they're necessarily going to hand out those willy-nilly. And I... 
I will figure that I out. I think we need to pick and choose which favors we're going to ask, and then we're going to have to try and do whatever we can, however we can. Okay. We have to try. Okay. And here was me thinking this was going to be three weeks of sitting down and just drinking margaritas. So then, players. <laughs> what is the plan? It seems like there's a potential plan. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it started with Blaze. <laughs> Wendy knocked some sense into him, that's mm. what. <laughs> Through his windpipe. <laughs> <laughs> so... It sounds like there's a potential plan to get one of those shuttle ships, get a signal on it, mm. play mm-hmm. it, and send it off. Like tremors. And those shuttle ships would, if they can go into hyperspace, they would have cryopods on there then, yeah? Yes. Yeah. So we could take, we could strip it. Yeah. But I will say to my players, for free, that I doubt that this company will just let you essentially harvest bits willy-nilly. You may have to be a little bit sneaky with it. Yeah, we've got a, bil- a billionaire. Roy is a billionaire. Billionaire. He can buy the company. Billionaire. <laughs> so well, We need to fix Dick as well. Hey. Yes, and the captain mentions that. She she does talk about because when his name is brought up, she brings up that um, he she left um, what there was left of Dick Sloan with the android maintenance department of this place. She paid him some good coin. She he's going to be cleaned up um, so that he's all prepped for a new pair of legs. Possibly she does have she has another drive of her own, which is he's backed up on, but she's gonna she's like to she'd like to keep the the OG intact as much as possible so he doesn't he's not weirded out if he wakes up in another person's body which is what can happen with androids you can back them up and put them into different and in the mothership world um skins as they called them they have like basic just empty bodies and you just upload a personality to it so yes gav dick Dick sloan could look completely different in the future (laughs) different voice yeah yeah Finally, I get to bring out the fine voices. (laughs) Yeah. But, as we remember, viewers and listeners, Dick Sloan suffered a traumatic injury, but he did not die. That is very important. He didn't die. And I've I've kept that, so it's not like he's completely out of it. He is backed up. The personality of Dick Sloan is backed up. But the captain, the body is being fixed by the android maintenance department. And she wants to check up on that over the next couple of days. See how that's going on as well. So there's lots of things. It sounds like this plan isn't a sort of do-it-all-in-one-day job. There's lots of things that you're going to have to do. So players, figure out an order of... Well, it, it feels like the, about... there's, there's, there's a diplomacy route and then there's a sneaky stealth route. Mm. Um as well so yeah. like the diplomacy for asking permission to do stuff I feel like that would be a captain and docs 
remit. Mm-hmm. And then the... I don't know if we're still getting explosives. But also the edited version of the tape. Try. Well, we've got an avenue, I think. Oh. As long as I pay that five grand, I think they'll still <laughs> talk. Um, well, I was thinking we could just go back in and go, look, sorry about that, guys. Now let's do it properly. We were kidding. Ha <laughs> ah, now we'll have a proper fight. <laughs> and then they'll love us again, and then they'll help us. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Zam, if it possibly get the another copy of the tape, I think, yeah. or something to play on again. Mm. We should or, be able to broadcast it through the the shuttle. We'll probably yeah. have because you've got it copied to a modern device. Yeah, yeah. You put, you put it's it on a CD, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, back <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's on a floppy disk. <laughs> It's on a yeah. mini disc. Yeah, it's on, it's on, it's four, on four, 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 four floppy discs. <laughs> yeah, four floppy discs. <laughs> um, Someone has to go on the shuttle to change the disc. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll sacrifice my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the tapes. I've got the... <laughs> um, okay. So, just so the warden knows. The plan currently. What is the what is the first plan of action? How are we gonna do this? I think the doc would suggest that first of all they check on Quill and Roy. You so, do. Um, I would say you you catch up with them. Um, Roy was um having dinner uh, at the time, and and Quill was in the gym. <sighs> Same thing happened to them. They, you know, um, it fr- freaked them out. It really freaked them out, and they, they, you know, they headed back to their. Like the people, when Quill was at the gym, they thought he was having some sort of seizure or like hemorrhage or whatever, until he sort of cleaned himself up and he was fine again. Um, but yes, the same thing happened to those two, and they are, I mean, they got the same sense that whatever was out there heard something. The and, doc uh, would then want to, um, yeah. Sorry, the doc would then want to get all three of them together and talk to them all together to see if they have any sense at all of how much time we have. I'm roll some dice. Fair. He okay. hates doing this, yeah, because yeah, reliving trauma, but. Sarah doesn't know. They don't have specifics. They don't. They don't know. You know. They, they don't know coordinates or things like that. And and they know. But they know. It's not moving faster than it was before. But it's it's turned and it's coming back. It was moving away. It's if it, from what the sense that they got, and it's not really clear. It was moving in a different direction, and it's a one thing that, that they sort of pick up on different things. Like Roy mentions, like that, you know, Quill mentions that it was kind of moving in a different direction, and it was he- heading out, and they, you know, didn't quite know. It was just a lot of space. There's a lot of, you know, not much of anything. Roy picked up, also picked up on, 
It's a bit bigger now. Um, it's it, it, it doesn't know how, but it's like it's changing, is what he said. It's changing and it's bigger. Um, of which they're sort of like maybe that'll slow it down. Maybe you know who knows, but they don't get the sense on like the spidey sense isn't tingling. It's going to be here in two hours. Okay. Um, but they they get. They get the sense that maybe, maybe they'll know. Not quite sure. Sarah doesn't want to know in some ways. No. But you notice that Quill's the one that's a bit more. He's been a bit more stoic through the whole thing, anyway. Um, maybe he's putting on a bit of a brave face in some ways. Um, Roy's drinking a bit. <laughs> um, good Scotch. Um, <laughs> Um, but that's that's the sense you get from them. So so in some ways, they can act kind of like a a, a beacon, if you know, I mean, a, a warning, a spidey sense in a strange sort of way, a traumatic spidey sense for these people. Mm. But they say if they get any sense of anything, they're going to let you guys know. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna go too far from where wherever you want them to be, there will be. Because they don't feel safe. They don't feel safe in this place. They only feel safe with you guys. So, which one of them are we going to send out on the shuttle? In a in a yeah. not in front of them conversation, um, <laughs> Wendy would want to sort of say to, just to sort of say, you know, do we think that it's the 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 message that is drawing this thing? in or do you think it's them that's the message it's not coming they're connected to it somehow is it not coming for them maybe the signal is is what's caused it to turn and come this way these people are survivors they're not they're not the beacon that's right in that one You definitely did a full medical checkup on him. Yes, please. All right, I trust you, Duck. They stay with us. Okay, so where would you like these uh, survivors, these NPCs that you're going to try and keep alive for who knows how long the rest of this campaign? <laughs> what? They're confined to quarters. <laughs> I think it, it, Roy could be useful. I, I love Roy. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I just want Roy to be really active because I think he's adorable. Yeah. Um, could he be good with negotiating with people, or would he be terrible with negotiating with Possibly. people? You obviously in a, I'm, look, I'm PJ the deal I'm looking for... at him, but I'm looking at PJ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the doc as kind of chief negotiator I, and diplomat. Fifty fifty. Yeah. He, negoti- <laughs> he, he negotiated a deal to sell his company. Never forget that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we should take Roy with us, but uh, he should not lead any of our negotiations. It's a. I feel like selling a company and um, saying, "Can we have a shuttle and all of your explosives to blow up a monster?" And two different negotiations. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a point of order. Do you tell them about the message on the tape? They know about the sig- the noise. They know about that noise. 
They only heard the noise. They didn't hold. The, they didn't hear the the message. No one else apart from Zam and Cat, the captain, and Fletcher heard the message. Do you tell them about the message from the, the Icarus? The doc would say that they are putting a lot on the line for us, so it's only fair we give them everything. What does the rest of the party say? I mean, you don't play poker and hold your card thingy. Don't play poker. Um, <laughs> 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 it wasn't going to work. It's like, no, 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 that's, that's not yeah. poker, is it? That's a different game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. It's, it's, our, it's our trump card. It's like the kind of thing we're going to play at the point at which it is needed. So if they said yes immediately, then it'd be like, well, we won't bother you. You know, just on the signal, on the the screechy noise, mm. it's fine. But yeah, they know no, they know nothing about that message, and they're willing to you know try and help wherever they can. And once they got the sense just that something's coming, they the they want to leave as yeah. well. Yeah, this is the three survivors. They get, you get the sense of like, yeah, I think we should tell them. Oh yeah, yeah. So then, so then there's more people to corroborate the. Uh... The crimes of that dickhead. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then um, the other two don't really know. Roy knew Darwin Buchanan. Um, he's one of the people he had. Um, he's had corporate dealings with before. Like the man didn't didn't know him too too well, but in business circles. But he is he Roy, uh, Darwin Buchanan was quite high up in echelon. Um, it was a big deal. It was an echelon vehicle uh, vessel. This one, and it was a big deal. Obviously, he was the standard bearer. There wasn't loads of. There wasn't any other real corporate suits there. But it was. He was there for its first voyage. Um, it's that classic Titanic. You know, it's like I'm going to be here. I'm going to wear the badge. Um, and uh, he seemed to be in in fairly decent spirits before that the hyper jump. Roy mentions because Roy obviously went into cryosleep because all of the all of these survivors for anyone who who didn't watch previous messages they were in cryosleep for some medical reason or other so when the ship went through hyperjump and everything went wrong it didn't affect them like anyone who was awake for it because this hyper this experimental hyperjump that was on the Icarus one of the big selling points is it's totally safe and you don't need to sleep you can be awake and enjoy your journey and go further than anyone ever did before. <laughs> kind of true. <laughs> yeah, it went pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone too far, if anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, um, if you play them the message, obviously they're very, they're very shocked by... It's a traumatic message. Um, and I think the, the doc would argue for not playing it, just telling them the content of it. You, you tell them, yeah. And you can leave out details if you want to leave out details, but certainly you can give them the gist of. This is the first the the um, these people have really heard of, of Regis as well. They've heard a little bit, probably when you were bad mouthing him here and there. <laughs> um. Quill, Roy doesn't know Regis. 
Quill's really annoyed. You know, just the whole the fact that someone a suit has really has done this, some cowardly suit. You know, they're, they're pretty. They're angry and scared by it all. But yes, that so they they know and they're willing to help. So all of that is updated. You don't need to worry about hiding from them. They know what's on the tape. They haven't heard the tape, so I'll make a note of that. They're willing to help. Okay, so what is the order of business? Or is the O'Brien? The O'Brien. The O'Brien was. You obviously got on the the shuttle bus, which is um, probably about a, a forty-five minute drive, an hour drive. I think I said it. It was about that um, that you took, but that was on a big shuttle bus. You did notice that there were also like smaller all-terrain jeep-like vehicles. That could move you probably move a bit quicker. I was just thinking about getting back and seeing if there's anything, any kind of like salvage on board that would be worth trading with Fletch. You could do that. Because we should have some like old tech and stuff that we've collected. Mm-hmm. Do you want to so bring Fletch aboard so he can... And... he can have a look? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Saves you having to go. What about this? No. <laughs> what, about this? <laughs> no. what about this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is that your plan? That's the first point of call. Um, we yeah. don't have to. We so don't have to, to get him RP to... every scene. We all sort of like this is the plan. That's yeah. the wheels are in motion now. So I'll get you to make some well, rolls. Not, he's... Yeah, he's not going to want to help us, but we could coerce him with some trade. Okay, and uh, certainly, how would you like to go about? Are you are you basically going to say we've got some more stuff? You know, we'd like to do some more business with you. Is that yeah? Take him back to yeah to the O'Brien, and uh, we can have a route through some of our <laughs> route through, just scrambling through. <laughs> um, and if maybe see if like we can tempt him to to give us contacts and stuff as well then. I mean, this could be costly. So when you when you approach him, Zam, are you going on your own, or are you going to take anyone else with you? I think um, I'll take the captain as well. Okay. Uh, Since we've already met him, yeah. he's going to be more receptive to yeah to that. Um, and certainly, you can you meet up with with Fletcher and. He's a bit. He's almost a little bit scared of the captain because she was a little bit forceful with him last time. But it takes you uh, probably a a moment to talk him round. But the the offer of trade and the captain very very begrudgingly um, is willing to take him onto the ship to see what he to have a little uh, shopping spree, see if there's anything he wants. Um, he will agree to it. He will agree to coming out to the uh, to the O'Brien. Um, however, his word only goes so far. He's a maintenance engineer. Um, 
You're going to have to smooth talk some people to get out of because you've got to go back to admin and you basically got to figure out some way of going back to the O'Brien. Well, Zam's best friend, Bex, then. So you keep an eye out for her over the, the next day. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got to see this play out, haven't we? <laughs> no, we don't have to, Jim. We don't We're not going to RP everything, no, but <laughs> no, no, no. But that's too juicy. No, um, certainly Bex is is surprised to see you. Um, she she thought she saw you wandering around a, a couple of days, but um, asked if there's any, you know how you're getting on. Is there anything you need? They're going out for a few more drinks, uh, a few drinks at <laughs> the last call. If you want to join at some point. He'll, um, yeah, he'll meet up with them. How again. is Zam going to act at this point? Stone cold, sober Zam. How is he going to treat this oh, no. encounter? He will know to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not gonna. He's not gonna like be his usual gruff self. He's gonna. I'm not gonna say lay on the charm because he doesn't have any charm. But, um, <laughs> He is going to be nice. Zam, could you give me an intellect check? Because you've got to say the right things in the right kind of way, and you know, you're, you're stone cold sober, so. Intellect, you said, yeah? Yeah. Intellect is 45. Yeah. I got 31. <laughs> You know the right things to say. You just forget. You you're a little nervous to begin with, um, but yeah. Zam, he puts on the Zam Brazzle charm. <laughs> the old Brazzle Dazzle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the T-shirt. Um, the t-shirt yeah. <laughs> and Bex is certainly um, she's willing to help. out. she obviously knows Fletch as well, so she can help help with that um, and because she I would say because she succeeded and she was the one that led you over here anyway she can she can organise uh, one of the um, the sort of ATVs to go out there because to, to, doing a whole shuttle thing is a whole you know collecting car you know uh, everything but if you're just going out there just to see your ship and the captain sort of lays on we just need to check up on some things as well um Bex is willing to cooperate. Well done, Zam. Oh. <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to fail that. Um, and so while Zam is off doing his part of this, what is everyone else doing before I go on to the next bit of Zam's? Hmm. So I'm thinking that the, the explosives plan... It's kind of dependent on the diplomacy plan. Because if diplomacy plan goes well, then we don't need to do some sort of elaborate heist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) We can just ask nicely and they'll give us some shit. Um, If not, then heist plan needs to happen. Yeah, so I think that the doc would go and visit Dr. West with Roy. <laughs> what, for... Uh, and, and uh, 
This is a wonderfully aged scotch. Wonderful. Well, um, let me do the bulk of the talking, please, Roy. Just um, cer- certainly, Doctor. You're the man. And 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 I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe not quite so much to drink. No, no. Fair enough. Maybe uh, as a celebration afterwards. <laughs> I'll buy you a bottle. Oh. Promises, promises. <laughs> um, so, what is your um, goal for visiting the, the doc, the doctor? Sort of get an idea of his station, I guess, on the colony. If he does have pull with some of the higher ups, and see if he can maybe get us in front of them, but also trying to get him on on side as well. So. So try and tell him a little bit without telling him everything. Okay. Um, make an intellect check. One. Is there anything you can add to it? I've only, no, I've only got zoology, chemistry, field medicine, and surgery. So I'll allow you field medicine because it's one doctor to another. Doctor so. to doctor. Yeah. Oh God! Oh no! Is that? Hang on. So, with field medicine, I am at 58, and I rolled 66. Diplomacy has critically failed, friends. (laughs) Heist, heist, heist. (laughs) Okay. You've been sectioned. (laughs) Okay. Right. Well, as it was a critical failure... I'll gain my stress. Yeah. And uh, a panic check, please. Oh, fuck. This would be the worst time to panic. The, the, the pressure of everything, you know, everything is so important now. Okay, we're good. 16. I'm okay. on 10 stress. Okay. It was stre- stressful, though, and you do botch it a little bit. You're a bit too eager. Um, and the doctor thinks it's a little strange that you're, you're being, you know, so, you know, what do you know? Uh, you know, what. What's your sway in this station? Um, he essentially sort of says he's just he's bones. He's just there to patch people up. Um, people come to him to complain about things and the ailments and obviously the day-to-day workers. Um, some of the others that work in the sort of admin department, that sort of section, that's where the sort of medical, the sort of surgery and all of that happens. Um and maybe um, maybe a bit too intense and it damages your standing with him a little bit and you know that but um, but you do get Roy gets checked over and one thing that when, when the doc does a scan he notices when he scans his brain there's a there's a small shadow somewhere in the brain, a little bit. I ask if there's the reason my instruments wouldn't have picked that up earlier. Um, you look at the instruments; it's essentially the same equipment. Your equipment should have picked that up. So it's either only recently. Appeared. 
I'm always like, what, what's going on? He doesn't feel any. He doesn't feel any different whatsoever. Or somehow it was hiding. But you got a bit of information. But that's as far as you get with the doctor with a crit critical failure. I'm afraid. I'm not pushing it. Not pushing it. I'll <laughs> just thank him and, and yeah. we'll leave. So we're going to drink then. <laughs> Not yet. Oh. It's a shame. <laughs> um, while the doc's doing this, Blaze and Wendy. Are you just waiting for Zam to come back with uh See if he can come back with the goods or We're going to go deeper underground. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking um... for Stockton? No. Looking for Banjo. Banjo. And uh, you would find him at the gym. Because people are training. Um, I'm here to settle the debt. Oh, you got you got my 5k, have you? Yeah, got your 5k right here. I was going to give him the finger then, but no. <laughs> yeah. Pay the five k, but then also. So you give the five k over. Yes. As he goes to it. Bloody hell! Yeah. And then um, ask about acquiring volatile material. Or potential, if it's a mining place, surely you must have like explosives to blast out chambers and stuff. Mate. Make an intellect check with advantage. Oh, okay. Ooh. 19. Don't need it. No, sorry, 16. <laughs> you got the advantage. Smart. Hmm? You, get, you got the advantage because he has another name on this station. They call him Black Market Banjo. I thought it was just because he bribed him. No, it, he's the guy that if you need stuff that isn't necessarily on the above board, he smuggles stuff in like red from Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> Only looking like Banjo a scraggly roadie. <laughs> um. So and he's like, he's like, well, you've come to the right. If you need anything around here, but. Are you saying... Do you say explosives? What are you planning to do? I Banjo it's... don't want anything coming back on Banjo. Nothing's coming back on you, Banjo. You can trust me. I'm good for it. Um, Well, I, I would say no, but you did pay up. so. For the sake of expediency. Yeah. Uh, Wendy, do we tell him the truth or not? I'll tell you this for nothing, um, it ain't going to be cheap. I think it wouldn't be because cheap. Because of what what you've asked for. It's not like you've asked for like this ingredient, this ingredient. If you're asking for straight up explosives, he wants a lot of money for it. But it's up to you. Do you tell him? 
We tell him. We tell him? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out, like, okay. I also ask. Because, like, you know, otherwise why are we getting this stuff? Well, yeah, but how much extra to, to not ask questions? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a look at the manual and see what this kind of... The yes, crazy... yes. What, what is the price of the, bribery the, the, well, on I'm Cassius thi- Prime? I'm thinking about the price of what you're asking for. You're asking for explosives on a mining colony that mm-hmm. this guy currently resides on. Now, the question is, does he have, you know, he's not just going to go, oh yeah, just plant a bomb in my backyard. Which might drive the price up a little bit. So, let's have a look at the equipment. Because explosives and this sort of equipment there are things you can get <laughs> on mothership obviously with marines and such so you may oh right okay oh is there an evil ship explosion package there there is there is right okay there is explosives and detonator Ooh, lovely which, which is an explosive charge powerful enough to blow open an airlock Think about that. All nearby organism, uh, organisms must make a body safe. Blah, blah, blah. Detonator works at far away range, but can be blocked by a radio jammer. Um, now, how much explosive do you want? How much have you got? Well, depends. What are you looking to fizz pop bang? Cruise liner. Ship. Big ship. A very big ship. Very big ship in the sky. If I had that kind of stuff, <laughs> if I if I had that, I wouldn't be working here. Okay. Little ship. In a big ship. In the sky. Do you tell him the plan? You you have told him a quite frankly insane story. He's listening because there's money. <laughs> That's yeah. the only reason he's in yeah. this at the moment. And he wants to know how much money he can make. Cuz he made 5k off Blaze just by saying you're going to win. Mm-mm. So there's there's a sense of these people are good for it. So that's why he's still on the hook. I don't know. Like like it's gonna be a thousand for each. If you just think about so that, if... that that explosive, which uh, may be different from the manual, but that's because this guy's a shyster. Um... <laughs> The, the explosives and detonator, or I mean, the detonator would be five hundred on its own if you wanted a detonator. The explosives, detonator. the explosives them, themselves, would be a thousand. Now, that's a thousand for something that is enough to blow open an airlock and you know just destroy a room of a ship, probably create a bit a very bad day for a spaceship. How many of those do you want? Well, I can afford fourteen of them. 
He can get you 10. Yeah. 10. I mean, strategically and placed it... near engines and other things that go boom. Do you tell him... Uh, in do the you... little ship. Right, Sorry, I... this is sidebar. I... Yeah, yeah. I am... <laughs> I'm just getting some clarification from the players here. Mm-hmm. Gav, obviously you said you can afford 14. Mm. Do you tell him that? No. Okay. Because he's going to say it'll take him an extra, it'll be an extra two grand to keep him quiet. I look at Wendy. <laughs> I mean, I could keep you quiet for a lot less than that. Oh no, I meant, have you got any money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. We can do this, but quiet. Oh, means... are you threatening me? Because if, you, if, if you threaten me means... now, then you're not gonna, you're not gonna get what you want. I'm just clarifying the terms of uh, our agreement. And I'm clarifying. Quiet I work... means quiet. Oh, it'd be like someone's cut out my tongue, my dear. But I need to know. And seeing as you're throwing threats around, it'll be four. Another four for me to keep quiet. <laughs> so that's uh, 14 in total. 14 and a half if you want that detonator. No, you can keep the detonator. No, we'll have Just... the detonator. I've got some money. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine she's nudging We me. can split it. We can yeah. split it. Okay, we'll take the detonator. Right then. Well, it'll take me a couple of days to rustle this stuff up. Um, well, I tell you what. Why don't uh, do you want me to have it delivered? I don't really want to deliver it, deliver it to where you're staying. Yeah. Come pick it up. We'll meet you down at the hatch. Yeah, yeah. Meet us at the entrance way that I I took you to the fight. I want half the cash now. <laughs> I give him half the cash. Yeah. I didn't think I'd enjoy this so much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should sell used cars. Um, <laughs> Hi, I'm Banjo. <laughs> Would you like a Ford Cortina? There's no miles on the clock. Tweak, tweak, tweak. Uh, so, in a couple of days, you'll have some explosives. <laughs> I wish Blaze knew about Zam's black card of bottomless money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did leave him alone. You have been mean to him. I'm aware of the tabletop role-playing choice and consequence. (laughs) (laughs) He would have wanted to be alone. I'm not going to ask you, Mary Fields, but (laughs) I Okay, right, so, that, uh, that's another success for the team there, an expensive success, but a success nonetheless. So, you're getting that in three days, the dock came up empty, but Zam, it's, you're 
Bex leads the charge. You all get in your hazard suits and get in an ATV. So it's just Azam, the captain, and Fletcher, who's sketchy through the whole thing. You get you get a sense that like when he goes back to the main admin hub of the, the colony, he hasn't been in this area that much. He's not used to it. Do you know what I mean? He's not someone that's really around people that much. Um, but certainly you do... I know the feeling. <laughs> and uh, you drive out to the O'Brien. It's a quicker drive. Yeah. Uh, Bex steer, steers like a pro. It's not, I mean, it's a fairly uncomfortable drive because it is a rocky mountain surface, but uh, like rough, rough surface. But um, eventually you get there and the captain brings everything down and you, you get aboard your ship again. Captain immediately goes um, to the cryopods to check up on how everything's doing. And uh, Fletcher is going to have a look around. So what do you offer? So what is the offer to him? So we want we want the recording, don't we? We want him to splice the recording because he doesn't have a recording now. You're asking him to do a service, aren't you? You're literally asking him. Yeah. So we want him to splice the recording so that we can have just the dialogue and then just the signal. Okay. Um, Split that out. uh, What part of your ship are you going to let him have a search for stuff? Um. So. Uh, bear with, bear with. It's been a while since we've been on the O'Brien properly. I must say the party doing so, they're doing quite well with their diplomacy route, which I didn't think this group was going to do. <laughs> Some of the party. Oh yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just take him straight to cargo hold and salvage, and okay. whatever salvage parts are there, you can you can have a look at. Um, of course, you know with the O'Brien. The importance of their cargo is whatever they've got. You dumped half of it yeah. in space, if I remember correctly, wasn't it? Did you, was it half yes. that you dumped? Yeah. Yeah. So of whatever's left, we'll just say this. He's going to want a third of it. Uh, for a third, can we get the um, radio jammer as well? Hagler. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Give me another intellect check with advantage because Bex is there and she's actually on the ship as well and just sort of like, oh, nice place you got here. Right, so, well, that was a 19. So we got a 19 anyway. Yeah, then then he'll, he'll throw in um, a radio jammer. Yeah. So 19 is the score. Yeah. You, you, can, you can roll again if you want. Did you roll again? See if you get a critical. Yeah, I rolled again and it wasn't, it wasn't as good as the 19. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, so you can get a radio jammer. Um, yeah. To match things up nicely, we can sort of say in two or three days. So you're going to have the explosives and two audio recordings, two files. He'll go away. And also that gives him time to unload some, some of that cargo from the ship. Pardon me. Wendy Pops. Um, <laughs> yeah, take take some of that from the ship. Um, Edit. Which, which does mean, you, you know, the, the cargo, you've lost another good chunk of cash there. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to be the priority for the party at the moment. Their 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 priorities are elsewhere. How the characters have changed. Uh, 
blue collar workers to survivor lists in just 13 episodes that's what we, that's what we give you people um, yes so um, Bex does ask for one thing yeah she invites you and the crew for a drink that night not just you all the crew as well all crew yeah everyone yeah so on that particular night after a long day um you know bex is having to schmooze some people as well thankfully she's a nice person and she seems to be well liked so you know she says the right things to the right people and get, gets the job done but as such she says my only payment is you buy me and my buddies a round of drinks and like yeah night. so on that particular night if you can round up the rest of the crew then everyone's at the last call because they don't go to McCready's that <laughs> that group. So you exp- so you have a night. I mean, everyone's mind is elsewhere with the things that are going to be happening over the next couple of days. Um, and so, what is the next stage? You have the recordings. I I tell I take it you have not told Bex. The plan. <laughs> I took that. I took that as something that. Oh yeah, we're planning to get some explosives. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, she may not have been as compliant, but. Um... So. So we've it's got it's we've got our recording. Shuttle. You got you got yeah, you got, yeah we've you got, got our you... explosives coming. Need and now we need a ship. We need uh, with a few cryopods. The cryopods taken out. Now the yeah, cryopods. Once we get the ship, we can take the cryopods out. Coming. See, how do you want to go about getting this ship? Is this something you mentioned when you head out there, Sam? And as you head out, you totally see that a bit further away, a bit further back from where the O'Brien is, there is a group of other ships. Who Question. is the big boss of this colony? Sorry, Gav. Um, you haven't met the big boss. Um, you did meet the administrator. I've forgotten his name. Oh, Dragonoff. <laughs> Who's the who's the cheerful guy that sort of signed you all in and said this is a lovely place? <laughs> Just trying to put a, a nice spin on it. <laughs> um, but that but there's, that, a, there's th- a boss above. There would there are, are probably other bosses, but they mm-hmm. it's not like you've met any of them. And the chances of meeting them may be fairly low. But what is the party's the plan? Though. This is this is the Ray first is... time. This is the first with the strategy of everything. Um, so with the with the shuttle, then is there like a still working shuttle that we can get? That's not like not, not their one top of the line, nice ones. But, I mean, this is know? a mining colony. They don't have limos. Mm. No, but. Are you, are you, would you like to ask if there's one that is, kind of thing, yeah. is, is there one that obviously is needs to be fixed up needs to be sorted out do you want to see if yeah. there's one like that how so, big are they they're big enough for like uh, probably 25 people 25 cryopods at a time I would be on this okay that's quite big I was going to say it's, it's too big to go inside the O'Brien yeah yeah okay. it would be I mean it's not a, it's a ship that is essentially meant for you know, a few days habitat, but mainly it's let's get you to where you're going to be. Do you know what I mean? It's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because how many extra pods do we need? We only need three, three? extra ones or four. If I as many as you can get, Zam. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I, I believe the O'Brien has ten. I think. I think the O'Brien has ten. I'm trying to remember now. It's been a while since we should we have enough room in the cargo in the cargo holds to put all mm. twenty. You won't be able to hook your... I mean, you probably, you'd probably have to have some pretty good jury-rigging rolls to set up cryopods in the cargo hold. The captain's... No, not, not set them up there. Oh, can, you want it, You just want to put them in for now? We can, we can like, take the 20 yeah, and then, then yeah, there's plenty of, yeah, hook up as many as we need then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to try and take 20. Well, we're going to take the whole shuttle, aren't we? So we're going to take... We're going to have to strip it. We're going to have to do like an 18 montage where we just like strip <laughs> it, fill it with explosives and then send it on its way. Okay. I think we're all going to be helping out. <laughs> okay, so how do you want to go? This is a really interesting quandary for me, thinking that the party just want to go ahead and do this. But in what world would, would a mining colony say yeah. yeah you can have that one and, and tear it to bits um, because it's not your property another thing that becomes abundantly clear is Roy has no ID <clears throat> there is no these these three people that are with you you know who they are but as such and their, their details have been put into the system as such there's no clear oh you're that guy he has. He hasn't had any money. These the, the three people you've had with, with you have not had any money. They've been living off you and like whatever they, you know. There's no. Oh, remember me? I'm the billionaire. I'm the trillionaire that sold my company. Like you know. He's probably said that when he's been drunk, but <laughs> who hasn't? Who hasn't? I mean, isn't Quill like a universal sports star or something? He's a little bit more recognised a couple of times. Ooh. Yeah, you do notice him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Couple, a, couple, a bit of recognition. He's got more recognition out of all, all of you, I would say. Yeah, but they should be able to Google Roy, though. <laughs> Go- oh, yes, they're just going to Google <laughs> Roy. Google. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's up to you how, you how you want to go about it and how difficult I make it for you. In fact. How long would it take... Assuming one had access to the to a shuttle, how long would it take to do the custom job of taking stuff out and putting stuff in? Um, Zam, do you want to give me a, um, I would say an intellect roll. You can add your um, jury rigging. And I believe you've got me- mechanical repair. So you can add both of those to your intellect roll. Is he frozen? Or is he just thinking? Yeah, he's thinking. <laughs> so that's really 70 then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. He's zen. He's so zen. Right, so that's a double zero and then a five. So that's just five. Then, that's got it? five, yeah. You know immediately. Yeah. Um, If you had a, a couple of people helping you... It'll take a day to get stuff out. 
to, to strip it because it is literally just going to be take it out. Do you know what I mean? This is removal people sort of like, you know, people that know what they're doing. Yeah. Get the stuff out. If you, you don't want to be too fancy about it and you know, with the cryopods are what you're taking out, yes? Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. it's that. You're going to be careful with them, but it's not like you're handling a, a, a drive core and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll take you another day and a half to to strip it and possibly set up what you want to set up to set it on. Because uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to set it on autopilot to take off and then? Yeah, I think the plan is set it on autopilot. It goes off and then meets up with. You will need a ro- you will need a remote. The captain will, t- will tell you that you need a remote pilot. Couldn't just put a us. brick on the pedal. <laughs> <laughs> just just drive it right into the colony. <laughs> <laughs> End of season. Um... Yeah, can't come to the planet now, can you, Icarus? Yeah. <laughs> there is no planet. Boom. Um. So a day and a half is not the sort of thing you can just kind of eighteen montage secretly in a shed. Mm-hmm. No, is 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 Wendy's annoyingly we need to. But see, the doc's not feeling good about diplomacy because he struck out. Yeah, but he knows that that's kind of what they've got to try and do now is is try and get someone on side. Zam's going to need probably Wendy and and, and mm. Blaze to help him if he can't smooth talk some other engineers. But all of these things will probably cost. These things are now sort of like, you want me to do this? Well, it could cost me my job, so it's going to cost you some money. <laughs> well, I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> so who's who's going to be negotiating getting this shuttle? Well. <laughs> apparently, my negotiating style is a little... Aggressive. There's one guy you've already met who said he can get you anything for the right price. Is it Mr. Banjo, is it? And I'm broke. Alright, I'll um I'll agree to meet with him. <laughs> so So in that in that case then I take it Zam's gonna know this is gonna cost money, yeah? Mm-hmm. He's gonna give the black credit card to Doc and just say, you might need this. How the fuck did you get one of these? Yeah, Doc, you yeah, know... You, they're on the Icarus. You know what these things are. Yeah. These are. You, you found it. <laughs> yeah. Just on the floor in, in the corridor. And I think it belongs to the captain. Let's never speak of this again. Yeah, knock yourself out. Buy yourself something nice, Tuds. I hate you so much. When you tap him on his arse. <laughs> <laughs> a little tap as he walks away. Okay. Um, okay, Doc, so you... Um, you can go off and you meet Banjo for the first time. This guy that sort of... He looks I'd quite like to have Blaze or Wendy with me. Yeah, I feel like we'd Maybe go with take him Blaze. To, do the, to do the introduction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, because I, I might need some muscle. Yeah. Okay. So you I mean might lurk? Yeah. 
You mean you know, me up? <laughs> and you realise this this guy sort of meets. You know, he, he he's not always. He's a worker there, but he sort of hangs mm. around in sort of the the shady air corners, and occasionally the gym, sort of fixing fights and stuff like that. But you do meet him, and uh, he sees Blaze first. That wall of muscle. All right, you're here to um, don't check up on me. Don't worry, uh, I've uh, sorted it out. If you know what I mean. So. No, I trust you. Yeah. I got a. I'm vouching for. For Doc here. He uh, wants to ask you some stuff. Oh, a, doc- doc- a doctor, eh? Yes, well. Pleasure to. You want some meet drugs, you. do you? No. They're, they're for mugs, mate. Now, if you want a gun. Nah, I'm only joking. <laughs> what, can I, what can I do for you, doctor? Eat off, please. Um, <laughs> we need a shuttle with cryopods. And I'm told you're the person to ask who can get us things. Well, I know uh, that is certainly true. You've been told the truth there. Um, I'm I must say um, after my dealings with uh, your crewmates over the past couple of days and this particular thing I'm a bit worried you've all banged your heads somewhere and uh, I would have, I normally I'd send, send you all to the doctor but you're the doctor so uh, if this shuttle is to get you the fuck off this colony as soon as possible and we can talk. So, what are you looking for? Are you looking for one of the skids or you want what was something like one of the buses that they used to... I can help you out. What do you want? Something space-worthy with cryopods. That's all we need. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, you want to have sweet dreams when you're out there in the black, don't you? Well, I mean, this is all... Quite pricey. Obviously, I have I'm, no doubt. I'm not a ship dealer. These, this isn't something you know. I don't have some in my uh, shed that I can pull out for you. But Blaise, maybe does he always talk this much. Oh, I'd be careful how you talk to me, Doctor. Yeah, the price goes up if you insult them. Time and kindness is money. So, look. I'm a busy man, you're a busy man, clearly. I'll tell you this. I could possibly get you access to a, one of those bigger shuttles out there if you want. But as your stocky friend here knows, ain't going to be cheap. When are you going to be leaving? few days. Where are you going to? You don't need to know. Maybe I do. Maybe I need something delivered. This is the delivery run. Well, this isn't, going, is. this isn't going to a supermarket. 
This is a one-way trip. Oh, you're that kind of group, are you? Oh, fucking hell, well, maybe not then. Just cash it is then. Let's get a cop, cash it, uh, a couple hundred grand. Have you got that kind of money, Doc? I'm all tapped out. Yeah, what is it, what is it, Doc? With that PhD? Did you get bottomless pockets as well? You have no idea what I've got. I pull out the black card. And I say, D do you know what this is? The colour drains from his face a little bit. When he sees it. Fucking hell. Is that, is that real? Yes. And he reaches out for it. Nope. This, you get the ship. This is yours. Not before. We get the ship. You get this. Fucking hell, big man. You should have brought the dock with you when you were negotiating last time. We didn't know we had that. Still that. <laughs> Where the fuck did you get that? Apparently, it was found. Because um, we're doing a little bit of persuasion here, make an intellect check with advantage. See how oh, this yeah. goes. See how Feels this goes. Medicine. What Come else have you got, Doc? Doc? What else have you got? I've got zoology. He's like an animal. Surgery. No. 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 no, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> What'd you get? Did you do it with advantage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, even if they're both failures, do I have to take the lower of the two? Because I rolled a 97 and a 66. Again. You had advantage, so it would be the lower of the... It'd so, I the... crit failed again. I hate negotiation. Add another... <laughs> add another... Hate these fucking dice. Add another um, stress and roll on that panic table. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what did you... What did you... <laughs> no, I haven't rolled it yet. Uh... <laughs> that is a one. <sighs> One. That's not good. That is the only roll on the on this panic table that is good. That is good. Hey, well done, PJ. I thought you fucking died then. <laughs> laser, 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 laser focus. So you have advantage on all rolls for the next. Ten minutes. And you got another shot to convince him. What do you say before I met? Before you get another roll? Uh, you sh look. This can't be on the up and up. You you people can't have a card like that, surely? No questions. You didn't even see us. Well, you don't know who we are. 
Well, damn right, I don't fucking know, want to know who you are after what you've been asking me for. Make your intellect check with advantage. Come on. <laughs> if I fail this again... <laughs> the Emerald spiral! Doomed. I'm dragging you into the boxing ring. Let's fucking do this. Not that one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that was an 87. But these dice... 14. <laughs> Keep oh. those dice. They're yeah. the special friends. They are... Thank you, Lizzie. Oh, yeah. oh, also, also, PJ, that reaction, I could feel the rest of the players, just their hearts were in their mouths. Fuck me. He's Fucking like, game. Why you... do I do it? <laughs> right. right, fair enough. Fair enough. I see you didn't come to play. So, uh, fine. I'll get you onto that ship. That's it. That's it. I'll get you access to that ship. Do do with it what you want. Frankly, if they catch you and fucking blow your heads off, that's fine with me. But I'll get you access to that ship. And then I want that fucking card. You'll have it. So, this will take place the day after... You get the explosives. So, well done, Doc. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> <laughs> he stared down the barrel end, didn't he? It, but just goes to show you, viewers, a natural one in a panic check. Yeah, yeah. I allowed him to get that. That's the own. That's pretty much the only good result on a panic table in Mothership. So be afraid. Be very afraid. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> but not my episode, people. Let's see where we get from here. <laughs> um, so you get, you get things situated. So players, what have we got right now? Let's let let's let's talk through this. You've got. Tell me what you got. We've got the explosives. Ten explosives and a detonator. Explosives and a detonator. Mm-hmm. We've Two got short range detonators. We've got the split recordings. And we've got a radio jammer. Yeah. And we should have a shuttle as well. And you have access to that shuttle. And the game is afoot. So, is it go time on trying to... How are you going to go about this next bit? You what have... does access to the shuttle look like? Is it like key cards or we're just waved through? When you essentially... You can drive out to your ship. You know you know the sort of route to get out there. He can get you out there and to the ship. And then he's going to fuck off and leave you there. Clandestine sort of meetings out the back way. You will have to get in the ATV altogether and go down mm-hmm. there. And we've got keys to the. I'm assuming it's keys. Yeah, uh, you have access to the shuttle. Yeah. Okay. He's pretty much going to say, "There you go. There it is. There's the keys. Card, please. 
and then he's gone. And we're kind of not going to be disturbed, particularly unless we do something. Dis- he's not. Know. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. What's the range on that radio jammer? Uh, radio jammer um, renders incomprehensible the radio signals of all within a hundred kilo- kilometers. So it'll do the job. That, that'll just. That's the that's the entire place, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you know that the entire place is having troubles with its signals anyway. Mm. Well, it's just if there's any security that's wanting to like, hey, what's going on out there? They can't radio each other if we turn on that radio jammer. Mm. Yeah, it's my military training, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So. Who's doing what on this particular... The day has come. Banjo is set up. Well, we need Damn. to strip the cryopods out first, don't we? Well, yeah, you haven't got there yet. This is this is the oh. day of going out to that shuttle. Banjo's told you where to meet, and like there's there's him him and another guy are gonna drive you out there. Are we able to get hold of like tools to be able to strip it? You'll have tools. You've got tools in your ship as well. Yeah, Zam's like, so. got his toolbox. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're... you're, you're, yeah, you're yeah. Got loads of welders yeah, and stuff. It. Yeah. And you're not letting anyone know that you're doing this, are you? So you're essentially going to be out there for all the rest of the colony knows. You, you, you're sleeping in your quarters. You just hmm. happen to be a bit stealthy about it. But Banjo's got it covered If he, as long as he gets that black card. Um, so who's going on this particular mission? Who's being left behind? The NPCs. How? Mm. What, what are you doing with the survivors? Are you, are you keeping them there for now? I think we want to have at least one of them with us at all times, don't we? Just for you know, alarm purposes. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that'd be Sarah, and that you'd be looking after her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doc. So Doc, you're going with them, but you're going to take Sarah with you? Yeah, the Doc hates it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, Zan will go with his mm. toolbox. Okay. And Blaze and Wendy, both. I, um, I thought I mean, we were going with Zan to help. Yeah, do welding. I mean, you're all essentially going to... I mean, Doc, are you going with them to venture to this shuttle? Are you all going to go as one? Yeah. Yeah, so you'll all be travelling as a group. So Wendy and mm-hmm. Wendy and, and Blaze, um, you'll obviously have the explosives with you. Is the well. captain coming with us? She can do, yeah. yeah. yeah Maybe she, the she, captain she... and Roy stay and very publicly have lunch yes. and oh. <laughs> yeah. just are yeah. seen around yeah. town. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And uh, of course she she says... Um, says well, we that. might call on her for a bit of you know, navigational trajectory planning stuff. Yeah. Now, Zam, when you get out to my ship, I know, I know what the plan is. You keep that goddamn explosive away from Susie, okay? And yeah, check yeah. and make sure the guys that are sleeping, they're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know what we're doing. Cool. 
Well, I've got to go, um... i got to go check up on... See what's happening with my android, so... Just be safe out there, okay? Doc, look after... I don't... I, I know I don't need to tell you, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I'm a mother. Look after that girl, okay? Um, see if you can get Benice back. Let's well, not push our luck, Sam. I'll do... I'll do what I can, Okay? And uh, the captain ag agrees to obviously make a bit of a public show of being with Roy. She's obviously got a couple of jobs she's going to do herself. Um, then you meet up with Banjo and another. He's like a. Are we a, taking Quill with us as well then? Uh, Quill's going uh, to. Do you want to leave Quill behind with Roy? Is he too high profile? He's pretty high, high profile. So it, he mm, would okay. be quite a good distraction in terms of like. He doesn't like to do it. One thing you didn't know is like he's an he's an ex sportsman. That's sort of like, ugh, you know, because he's he's not a big fan of his sport. But in this occasion, he'll be like, yeah, I'll step up and do. If you need me to be the distraction, I'll be the distraction. So, so the only person you're taking with you is Sarah, who's nervous but prepared to do whatever. And you meet up with uh, Banjo and uh, uh, a sort of pretty tall broad-shouldered woman sort of dark skin she doesn't say much but um she's like uh is this them yeah this is him none of you get car sick do you good because i really don't give a fuck and this is going to be a bumpy ride she i like, like her she starts like you all have to put on the hazard suits of course because you're going out in the external but they're not big bulky suits of course but they do give you 7 AP they do give you 7 Ooh. armor points um, everyone takes those and she leads you around and there's sort of like a rather than you saw like some of these ATVs that were like parked up in the main bay but they lead you around you know it seems like they're leading you on a wild goose chase till they get to like a small place where she pulls off his tarpaulin and there's this big chunky looking ATV enough for everyone and all your gear and uh, you, you all settle in right then uh, before we set, set off do you bring that card with you doc I have it Good. Just check in. What card's that? Never you fucking mind. Just drive. Idiot. <laughs> and sure enough, the engine starts, and you're. Um, before she, before they do so, of course, there is a point where the female sort of speaks on a radio, asking to see if it's all clear. There seems to be some sort of there is a short range communication making sure that the coast is clear for them to do this before she shoots out the car shoots out and all of a sudden over the rough terrain heading towards the Susan O'Brien and the shuttles that you've purchased well you see you purchased you're going to have access to as you head off and yes sat in the the backs as you're in the sort of the back and you and you and you're seeing the colony sort of disappear 
in the background. Could all of you roll a d100, please? Not against anything. We're just not, rolling. not against anything. This is this is purely a, a luck roll for me to see. And this is not a stress roll either. Oh, they're all stress rolls, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what do we get, Zam? Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Wendy. Seventy-seven. Okay. Blaze. Sixty-eight. Okay. Doc. Four. 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 <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna super chill. Yeah. <laughs> super chill. Oh, I'm going to make a. Well, I made a roll for Sarah, and she got a hundred. <laughs> as as you drive away, as you're head, heading out, and you're just sort of looking out the back, and Sarah's the first one to see it, and she sort of just taps you on the shoulder, Doc. And Zam, you see, you see, you notice her doing this as the other. As Wendy and Blaze are just checking. You're keeping an eye on the explosives, making sure everything's there. All the gear you have is proper. And the military, let's check, double check, make sure everything's everything's good. But Doc, you, you're like... As Sarah goes, Doctor, can you see that? And uh, as you're sort of pulling away, and just out, almost... Where you were, where the where the jeep turned out from, Zam and Doc both noticed this. There's a figure standing there, and they seem to be holding up goggles towards you, some sort of binoculars. And they look down, and you see there's another. Is there another figure just behind them? One thing you do notice, one thing you're sure of, doesn't look like anyone that works on this place. There's no there's no security garments. There's nothing. There's like a sort of tarpaulin sort of hood. It's almost like a, a ragged sort of like water poncho in some way, sort of slightly torn. And there seems to be a bit. There's a there's a hazard suit mask. On their face. Much like you see that the hazard suits. That Banjo. And the, the driver wearing. It's a hazard suit sort of mask. But and I think. Doc you got 14 didn't you? Or 4. 4. So you, you with your eyes you just noticed this. Before the, the sort of myth, the, the sand. Makes it too, too blurry to see. The figure that sort of. Holds down the sort of binocular. Part of the mask. Is sort of torn in some kind of way in their face. Almost as if, like, part of the mask is melted. And you see them just look at their Jeep before turning and walking back into the colony. And that's where we're going to end tonight's episode of Safe Space. At oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it might be the Fremen and we're on Dune <laughs> you have been listening to Safe Space a tabletop role playing podcast 
featuring the Mothership game system by Tuesday Night Games. Playing the game were Jim Bamfield as Zan Brazel, Lizzie Boyle as Wendy, Gavin Mitchell as Dick Sloan, PJ Montgomery as Dr. Bill Forrest, and Vince Hunt as the game warden. Podcast produced and edited by Vince Hunt. In-game music composed by Tabletop Audio. Visit tabletopaudio.com to discover a world of ambient music you can use in your home games. The Safe Space theme was composed by Elliot Red. Find more of Elliot's work on YouTube. To find out more about the Mothership RPG system, visit mothershiprpg.com. Follow the show on social media at SafespaceRPG. And for more podcasts, visit lawbreaker.podbean.com. This has been a Lawbreaker Radio production.